0: today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. In adversity, do not allow the devil to steal
1: your joy. In adversity, do not cast away your faith. Why? Because faith and joy are an unbeatable team. Hallelujah. let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. Yesterday, I began sharing with you uh, s- some things that the Spirit of God said to me coming into 2021. If you weren't here, maybe you want to write them down. If you were, then uh, you can follow along with me if you did write them down. Number one, he said it would be a year of abundant overflow. And then number two, a year of un presidented outpouring of the goodness of God. And then number three, a year of first things happening to you this year that have never happened to you before. And then number four, restoration, recovery, and recompense. We talked about the recovery and restoration and recompense yesterday. And I mentioned to you that, uh, 40 years ago, the Lord gave me a message that eventually went around the world and it's still one of our most sought after messages after all these years. And we put it in book form uh, 40 years ago and it's still one of our most popular selling books. If Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. And I said to you that the Lord impressed upon me that it's time to preach that again. I haven't preached in a long, long time, but I want to talk to you about that in this service this morning. So in Hebrews chapter 10, if you will look at verse 32, but called to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, partly while you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while ye became companions of them that were so used. For you had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. Now that's where the Spirit of God led me back there 40 years ago when he shared that message with me. Took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. If you haven't underlined that, do so or highlight it So that every time you pass by that verse, it'll jump out at you. You took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense and reward, for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Now notice once again, it says that you endured a great fight of affliction. And notice he said that these afflictions came after you were illuminated or after you received the word. Now, Jesus said the same thing in the parable of the sower sows the word in Mark chapter four. He said, once the word is sown, Satan comes immediately to take away the word or to steal the word. It's the Word in you that makes you dangerous to Him. Amen. If you have no Word, then you're no threat. Let me try this side of the auditorium. I didn't get any response over there. If you don't have any Word in you, then you're not a threat to Him. Amen. It's the Word in you that makes you dangerous to Him. And that's the reason He will do everything He possibly can to keep you from hearing and receiving the Word of God. He, don't go if you go to, he, he doesn't care if you go to church just as long as that church doesn't preach the Word. That's right. That's right. Amen. In fact, he's one of the best church members around. <laughs> it's when you go to a church where the Word is preached yeah. yes. that he gets a little nervous. Yeah. That's right. And the Bible says from the teachings of Jesus that once the Word is sown and you receive it, then Satan comes immediately. I always like to add, if not sooner, mm-hmm. he comes immediately to steal the word. Yeah. And I remember back in 1969 when I first heard Kenneth Copeland and uh, uh, I had never heard the word of faith before. I didn't even know, you know the, that term, word of faith. And uh, Brother Copeland preached that night and his sermon title simply was the word of faith. I still have that old reel-to-reel tape. I take it out every once in a while and listen to it, and it still inspires me just like it did 52 years ago as the first message I ever heard on the Word of Faith. And I remember after he preached it, you know, uh, it wasn't long after that, uh, it, it, it stirred me up so that I began to get in the Word. I surrendered my life to the Lord, and I began to study the Word. And, and I'm studying the Word. I had shut my business down, and I'm studying the Word no less than eight hours a day. Uh, the, the Lord instructed me to spend the next three months just overloading on the Word of God. And I did so. And it seemed like after I did that or began that, I, was, I already had problems before I ever started. But now it seemed like they increased. Yeah. And I'm wondering why. You know, have you ever heard the word concerning healing and the next day you get sick? Yeah. Or you hear the word regarding prosperity and the next day, you know, you're about to lose everything? No. That is Satan coming immediately to steal the word. That's right. That's right. Now, if you know that in advance, then you have an advantage. Amen. Right. You know not to blame it on God That's right. because a lot of Christians, they don't know this and they think it's God tempting them; it's God, you know, uh, creating these problems, but it's not. It's Satan trying to steal the word, because once again he knows if you have the word on the inside of you, then you're a threat to him. You can stop his operations in your life. Can you say Amen? amen. And I remember, you know, uh, shortly after studying the word and finding out these great insights. Uh, about healing and prosperity and so forth, that I got all the symptoms of the flu. And and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, I just read that by stripes I'm healed. Why have I got the symptoms of the flu? That's Satan trying to steal the word. Yeah. Amen. And then it dawned on me, so to speak, uh, that that's what Jesus said he would do, that once the word is sown, he comes immediately to steal the word. It's to his advantage to come immediately, yes. hoping that it hasn't got all the way down on the inside of yet, that it hasn't taken root yet. you know. So he will come immediately. Now, that's what the writer of the book of Hebrews is saying about these Christians. Now, the message translation says that after you were illuminated or you heard the word, you became a target Of every kind of abuse. You know, it seems like once you hear the Word and you receive it, then there is a target painted on your chest. And Satan begins to launch attacks like you have never experienced before. And it's what you do in the midst of those that determine whether you win or lose. Can you say amen? You became targets of every kind of abuse. But he went on to say, but nothing they did bothered you. Nothing they did bothered you. I remember back in those early days, reading in the book of Acts, and uh, uh, the apostle Paul became immediately uh, my faith hero. And I, 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 I couldn't get enough of the teachings of the apostle Paul. And I remember reading in the book of Acts where he made this statement talking about uh, the test and the trials and, and so forth that he was enduring and experiencing. And then he made this statement, Acts 20 24. But none of these things move me. But none of these things move me. I remember underlining that phrase and I thought, and I said out loud to myself, someday I'm going to get to the place where I can say that. None of these things move me. Yes. Now, I couldn't say it right then right. because I didn't have enough word in me, but I was endeavoring to get more word in me. And, and, I, and I made a decision that someday I'm going to be able to say, no matter what Satan attempts, nothing moves me. Yeah. Well, I got there, praise Hallelujah. God. Amen. And I can say truthfully today that none of these things move me. I was preaching Sunday at our church, and I said, uh, "I don't, I, I don't have down days. I don't get down. I don't get depressed. I don't get discouraged." Come on, come on! Let's try on this side of the auditorium now. That I'm getting no response over there. I don't get down. I don't get discouraged. I don't get depressed. Why? Because I know many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So why get down and depressed and discouraged if you know the Lord's going to deliver you? It's just a matter of time. Look at your neighbor and say, it's just a matter of time. And then somebody said, well, that's the problem. How much time is it going to take? Now, that's not the question you should be asking. What you should be asking is, are you going to continue to stand? That's right. Having done all to stand, will you continue to stand? Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Just have the attitude, uh, quit is not an option. That's right. Quitting is not an option. Now, the message translation goes on to say, here in the King James, where it says, cast not away therefore your confidence, for it has great recompense and reward. The, the message translation says, you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promise completion. Let your neighbors say, that's all you need to do. Just stick, Just stick it out. Amen. Amen. Just stick it out. Yeah. Hallelujah. The Passion Translation says, you endured a great season of suffering. Now that could be said about our time right now particularly since March of 2020 when the pandemic hit. A lot of people, a lot of Christians have endured a great season of suffering. Amen. But this goes on to say, yet you stood your ground. Can you say that? You stood your ground? I think you can because if you hadn't stood your ground, you probably wouldn't be in this convention this week. You'd be home licking your wounds, so to speak. You'd be home feeling sorry for yourself. But, you know, this is a believer's convention, praise God. It's not a doubters convention, it's a believer's convention. Amen? And you stood your ground. Now, It goes on to say in the Passion Translation, when all your belongings were confiscated, you accepted that violation with joy. That's amazing, isn't it? Now, that's not the way most Christians respond when Satan is stealing everything they got. Amen? Very few times have you ever heard A Christian say, well, the devil visited our house this week and and I'm telling you, we have been under pressure and and he took this and he took that. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. No, most Christians don't do that. They, They talk depressed. They talk sad. They want to quit. They want to blame God. Amen. But notice here, he says, you stood your ground. And when all your belongings were confiscated, you accepted that violation with joy. And then it goes on to say, so don't lose your bold, courageous faith, for you are destined for a great reward. Amen. Now, I want you to say this to your neighbor. In adversity, adversity, do not not allow the devil to to steal your joy. In adversity, do not, do not cast, away cast away your faith. Now tell somebody on the other side, in adversity, yes, do not allow the devil, allow to, steal the devil. to steal your joy. In adversity, yes, do, not do not cast away your faith. Yes, Why? Because faith and joy are an unbeatable team. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, there are a lot of people go around saying, I'm a faith man, I'm a faith woman, I'm a faith person. But a lot of them don't say it with joy. <laughs> Come on. Well, we're living by faith. <laughs> Pray we'll hold out to the end. <laughs> Where's the joy in that? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. When when you live by faith, you say it with an exclamation mark. I live by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Exclamation mark. I don't say it with a sad look on my face. I say it with joy. Praise God. I'm glad I know how to live by faith. I'm glad I found out how to live by faith. I'm glad God sent Kenneth Copeland to teach me how to live by faith. How I many of you glad he sent you to hear a message of faith? Hallelujah. Amen. I've never had more joy in my life. Now, at the same time, I've never had more attacks in my life, but I have faith and I have joy. And I know that I know that I know that it's just a matter of time and I'm going to win again. Hallelujah. See, I'm a persistent winner and the devil is a persistent loser. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So notice there, he's talking about how important their joy was in adversity. Not only that, but how important their faith was. Yeah. So these are the verses that the Holy Spirit led me to that night, 40 years ago, mm. 40 years ago this year. And he said, if Satan can't steal you joy, he can't keep you goods. Yes, I, I didn't know the power of joy until God gave me that insight back there 40 years ago. I, I was always majoring on faith, but I didn't know how important joy was to my faith. Yes. Amen. But I do know now, praise God. So I'm a man of faith and I'm a man of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a, that, that's a wonderful way to live. That's the reason really I like being around Jesse so much. He's a man of faith. He's a man of joy. Jesse makes me laugh. Hallelujah. Jesse makes the world laugh. Yeah. Amen. I, I remember when uh, uh, several years ago, when I went in to have, you know, uh, physical and so forth, and they found out that, that uh, there was some major blockage in this artery that goes from the heart to the brain. And they said, we need to, uh, uh, we suggest that you, uh, have surgery and we'll remove, uh, that buildup, uh, from that vein, that artery. And it's just a routine surgery. And you'll probably only be in the hospital for a day and possibly go home the next day. So, uh, we agreed to do that. And in the process, I had a major stroke. A full blown stroke. I lost use of my right arm, partial use of my right leg, and total memory loss. I did not know my wife, I didn't know my children, I didn't know anything. I was laying in that bed like a vegetable. And when the doctor would come in, I could, I could see lips moving, you know, but I couldn't respond. And, and they put a, a child's coloring book in front of me and would point out things on the page. And ask me, what is this? And they point to leaves and birds and butterflies and flowers. I could not tell you what it was. I didn't know my wife. I didn't know my children. And of course, the doctors are saying I would probably never recover, that I would be like this for the rest of my life. I'd never travel again, never preach again. But thank God for a wife. And children that are people of faith, they would not accept that. Hallelujah. Amen. And of course, I, I'm I'm in a position where I, I can't I can't fight for myself. So my wife and my children are fighting for me. You know, and and Brother Copeland and George came in and and they they preached to me and ministered to me, and I hardly even remember them being there. But Carolyn told me she said. Uh, Even though they were there and standing over your bed and preaching to you and you could not respond, the only word I could say in English was yes. Whatever the doctor would say to me, if I saw his mouth was no longer moving, I just said yes. Whatever the nurse said, if she was not moving her mouth anymore, I'd say yes. That's the only word I could say. But Carolyn said the whole time that Brother Copeland and George were preaching to you, you prayed in tongues the whole time. Later when I recovered, I said, Lord, why was I able to pray in tongues and I could only say one word in English, and that was yes. He said, because your spirit's not connected to your brain. Hallelujah. Oh, that came as a revelation. Hallelujah. Thank God for being able to speak in other tongues. Amen. So Brother Copeland and George, they brought faith into my hospital room and then Jesse and Kathy came and Jesse brought joy into my room. So faith and joy, faith and joy, faith and joy. Somebody say it. Faith and joy. That is a winning combination. Now I do remember Jesse walking in and and I remember a tear came down my cheek and I noticed a tear come down his cheek because he's my little brother. I'm older than Jesse. He's taller than me, but he's still my little brother. Yeah. Amen. And and when Jesse came in and Kathy, it, it just, it, it it affected me, and in in a way of joy, not crying for sorrow, but a joy, yeah. a, a tear of, of joy, you know. Yeah. And then when they finally released me to go home, I, I knew, even though I couldn't articulate, I knew if they would let me go home and be, get in my own environment, yes. that my recovery would be immediate. Yes. Sometimes the worst place in the world to try to recover is in a hospital. Yes. They're talking death, and talking sickness, talking, you know. And so when I got home, <clears throat> I knew that my recovery would come quickly. And I won't go into all the story, but, but it did. Uh, just one day, I mean, I... I, I, I my granddaughter was coaching me, helping me, and helping me get around because I, I, this, this right arm was dead weight. I had to hold it up like this, and I'm walking like this, and I, I had her to take me out to my shop where my classic cars and motorcycles are. Carolyn says, quit calling it a shop. It's a museum.
0: <laughs>
1: it is a museum. And, and that's the kind of business I was in before I went in the ministry, and it's still a hobby. I like classic motorcycles. I like classic cars. And I have a, a wonderful collection. And she took me out there, and she had to unlock the door and turn the lights on and turn the alarm off. And I'm standing in there looking at the motorcycles and the classic cars, and I'm thinking, I'm going to start everything in here before I leave this building. And she helped me get over to my oldest motorcycle. It's a 1942 Harley Davidson. It actually saw duty in World War II. And uh, I walked over to it, and it's not electric start. It's kick start. It's hard to start even when everything in your body is working perfectly. And 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 I don't even remember how to start it. See, I hadn't got my memory back yet. And I prayed in the spirit, and the Holy Spirit told me what to do. Isn't it amazing? The Holy Spirit knows how to start a Harley. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Told me what to do. And, and Rachel held me up so I could kick it. And eventually I got it started. Now let's left it running. Then I went to my 46 Harley and I got it running. Then I went to my 57 Harley. And then I went to all the Indian uh, bikes and, and got them all started. And then I started on the cars My oldest is a 32 Ford Roadster. And I got it started. And I I worked my way around the building, got everything in there started, and just left everything running because the smell of fumes was exhilarating. (laughs) And then cut it all off. And then Rachel helped me back to the door. And she turned the light off. She turned the alarm on. She shut the door. And I'm standing outside the door, And I said, Rachel, give me the keys. She said, Papa, did you see what you just did? I said, what? She said, you reached for him with your right hand. I got my arm back. I got my hand back. I got my leg back. And I took three steps toward my house and I, I got all my memory back. And within three weeks, I was preaching around the world again and I hadn't stopped. Hallelujah. Amen. Do I look like a man who never preach again? Do I look like a man who would never recover? Do I look like a man who would never be normal again? Don't answer that one. Look what the Lord has done.
0: How do you maintain your joy in the middle of a trial? How can joy bring victory and restoration to your life? Today's special offer, the Joy and Restoration Package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part CD series, Stability in Unstable Times, his best-selling book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep Your Goods, and his inspiring book, From Devastation to Restoration. In this package, Jerry teaches how joy isn't connected to circumstances, why many people become discouraged, how to stand strong against adversity, and how God restores even when things look impossible. God is capable of turning the most impossible situation into a victory. Don't delay, call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Joy and Restoration special package. Stop being an open target for Satan's attacks. God has called you to be a victor, not a victim. Order now and discover the joy and restoration God has for you.
1: Thank you so very much for joining me today on Adventures in Faith, what a joy and an honor it is to share the Word of God with you, and I trust that your faith has been inspired today. You know, in the teaching that I've been sharing with you on this broadcast today, we've been talking about how important it is for us to never, never give up, never stop applying your faith, never give up on God, because God is the God of restoration. He will restore and also remember this, don't ever let the devil steal your joy. Amen? Let me remind you of our very special offer today. It's the Joy and Restoration Package. And first of all, my book on If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep Your Goods. This book has been printed numerous times, it's gone around the world. And I know that once you get it in your hands, and you begin to read it, it's going to change your life because that's the testimony we get from thousands of people all over the world. And then my book entitled, From Devastation to Restoration. This is so powerful as well. God wants you to be restored. He wants to see to it that everything Satan has stolen from you, its return, and much more. And then finally, this three CD series, Stability, In unstable times. What a fitting message it is for today. So if you'd like to order these, the ordering information is on your screen or go to jerrysavelle.org and uh, do it right away. Don't forget, don't delay. And I believe once you get them, it's going to be something that you're going to enjoy reading and listening to not only once, but several times. Thank you again for joining me. We'll see you again next week.